and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where us trash boys get together and we talk all the professional wrestling, the good, the bad, the ugly, just everything you can think of in between. Before I go any forward and ask my fellow hosts how they doing, I want to apologize on partially some of my behalf that we've been gone for a little bit. You know, life's a thing. We've all been busy, work, school, sports, AEW one time on a Tuesday night. Got a little bit of everything going. And I want to apologize that we haven't been there for you regular listeners. But as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Anicelli. Checking in, doing good. I'm feeling oozy today. Uh, that's really it. That's all I really got to say. We have a great episode for you guys today. We're going to be diving into a little bit, not from the past, but not too far from the past, more of the recent past, but it's a good topic, I think, something we've talked about before, offline before. But yeah, let's get it going. I'm going to pass it off to my man, Lou. Lou, how you doing? Yo, it's a new boy, Lou, from the BX here, aka Dominican Lou, host of the Everything Podcast, feeling lovely, actually feeling kind of exhausted, started a new job, so I'm... I'm beat to shit. I am, my ankles hurt. My knees hurt. I was fucking. Actually, it all stems from last night too. Last night I was. Uh, last night was Halloween, obviously. So I was outside like a little kid passing out candy, but I was dressed up in a goddamn clown outfit and I was doing that fucking <laughs> that clown dance shit. That shit was not good for my knees, yo. So when I got up this morning, <laughs> yeah. I got up this morning and I was feeling it. So, uh, but other than that, man, I can't complain. Everything is everything. I'm feeling blessed, and excited as usual. I'm happy to be working. So, uh, and I'm glad to be here rocking out with the Trash Boys, Trash Boy number two in the house, throwing it up. Um, to Trash me, Boy number three, it's me, your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, as y'all can see right behind me. Finally live on the Wrestling mm-hmm. Trash feed on YouTube. And for tonight, we're going to try to run to see what the Twitch looks like. So right now, if you're on YouTube, you want to go back to Twitch, check out the Starfire Podcast Twitch page, and you can see this same broadcast that you're on YouTube live. So I don't understand why I would tell y'all to go switch back and forth, but that's up to you. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're live today on the Twitch, on the Starfire Twitch, on wrestling is trash youtube page um we should be getting back to a little bit level of normalcy with this show there's going to be some changes in the coming future with the show uh we will keep everybody posted about said changes once we get there but it's nice to see y'all funky ass faces again it's been a minute it's been a minute but fortunately during our little hiatus vacation me waiting for y'all to be honest with you uh <laughs> we we all kind of said how we've been luckily for us the wrestling world has not been the most active but lou you did remind us of a couple different things that did happen while we were off yeah you, you want to this off you mean you know how it goes with us on this show we don't we really don't like to comment on rumors, the, the classic line that people give out. We do not comment on rumor and speculation. Now, again, we don't ever consider ourselves any kind of uh, breaking news site. 
We don't respond to rumors and spec and all that. But I wanted I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on what exactly is going on right now with CM Punk because with everything that's come out now, again, we're going off of what we're hearing, which is a little bit of hearsay, a little bit of fact and everything that's come out. There's a lot of legalese involved, so you're not getting the exact truth from the sources. But I'll give you a very quick rundown of it um, and just my quick thoughts on the situation. They are currently working on a buyout of CM Punk's contract. When I say them, Tony Khan, lawyers, and CM Punk and his camp. So I don't even I don't even know if I can say a few days ago because we've been off for like a couple of weeks. So this shit's been going on for like months already. But let's just say a week or two ago, there was a new wrinkle that came out in the news where there were rumors the elite was coming back. Now, this was before last week's Dynamite where they showed the little promo for the elite. There were rumors they were coming back. Nobody knew when. And there was also a new wrinkle thrown into the news where CM Punk's CM Punk's camp, I don't want to say his name because everything's alleged, were saying that the reason he went off and was attacking people is because when the door was kicked in, his dog Larry got hit in the face by the door. And he didn't realize it at the time, but the front teeth of the dog were damaged. He took the dog to the vet because the vet, the dog was complaining. He had to get teeth removed. It was a whole thing. And he said that was the reason why he started playing brand new, being his punks jump up to get beat down while he was back there. Now it comes to now, again, from what we're, what's been out and leaked and what we're hearing is that that was basically bullshit because what? technically happened was Kenny Omega actually picked Larry up Mm -hmm. while all this was going on and was holding Larry while this fracas was happening while CM Punk was going off and handed the dog to the legal girl who the elite actually brought in to CM Punk's room or whatever that he was in. So that completely contradicts his story. Now, some people are saying that he did, can't put that story out because they know the investigation's over and basically it's not looking good for CM Punk and his team. So they put this out there to kind of like do yeah. like a castle doctrine kind of defense type thing where he's defending himself because his shit was invaded. Listen, whether any of that shit is true, I don't know. I wasn't there. We were not there. The Trash Boys were not in the house. You guys listening, we're not in the house unless you're Tony Khan and you're listening to this right now, which you, Tony Khan wasn't even there. Tony Khan was standing there like this at the press conference going, uh, yeah. I'm going to so, take any more uh, of that shit. I'm, this is fucking bullshit. I'm not taking any other shit. <laughs> that weirdo eyeball shit he was doing. So again, listen, my thing is this. I don't know what happened and honestly, I really don't care. For me, the thing is, This is probably going to go down in probably wrestling history as one of the biggest bag fumbles ever in wrestling. CM Punk was in WWE for a long time. I enjoy CM Punk's work. I'm not sitting here acting like I'm some big CM Punk disciple. I enjoyed him in WWE. I enjoyed the whole kind of outlaw, you know, underdog 
thing, outlaw kind of again punk thing, not the normal dude trying to come up. I enjoyed that storyline, but I'm not like so in love with it. I really enjoyed when he came back. Just that 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 I think we've talked about that before on the show where that just that fucking first rampage, bro. Mm-hmm. That first rampage when he came back the first time and they just opened the show. They played the little intro for Rampage and the crowd is just chanting his name, chanting his name, and they went quiet. They hit his music, building exploded. You already know the deal, how that night went. It was fucking fantastic. I think it was great for wrestling. And it was one of those, it was one of those things where you were watching it and you're like, yo, this AEW shit is for real. They got CM Punk to come out of hiding. He's back. He's rest like he, he was back. That shit, we'll say what you want about him or not, it was a fucking huge deal. His name does carry some value, or at least it did. And I just feel like this whole thing, he really fucking really fumbled his own bag. Yeah, bro, homeboy was reaching out. I don't know what he was reaching out to. I don't know what the fuck that dude was reaching out and crying to, but he was reaching out. It was the spirit of Dusty Rhodes. There's the power from all the people. That dude (laughs) was just slobbering, but pause. But um, yeah, I just really think that CM Punk fumbled his own fucking bag big time. To to, I tend to be long winded, so yeah, he no, fumbled his own bag, bro. He really yeah, did. I agree. I agree because just like you, Punk fan was amped to have him back. You know what I mean? And it was just the timing of when it happened. Once again, it was just a good time. You know what I mean? I think yeah, because me and Rob were on the way to like SummerSlam, so he had this huge return of a guy who was gone for seven years and all that. And then he comes back and, you know, he says all this stuff at the all out 21 press conference about how he's here. He wants to do this. He wants to do that saying, to be honest, what anyone would say when you first get somewhere, but as a guy who preached, I don't want to be this anymore. I want to do this again. And then you have that opportunity and then you show your ass, to be honest, in my opinion, you show your ass. I don't get me wrong. I loved his work in AEW. For what he did. I was there when he won the title. I was amped for that. I even have one of his shirts since he's been in the company. Within the year, he was there. So it's like you love the guy, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like all of that, I just don't like. But one thing I do like about this is, and we criticize him, not a lot, but we criticize him more. I wouldn't say criticize, I'd say more busts his balls, Tony Khan, because of his sometimes his fandom comes in the way. And as we say, his shiny new toy with CM Punk based on this. I like that he's good. He's having the backbone and is pretty much putting his foot down. And as much as he wants to have him there, he knows who he's got to side with. The dudes who have been there from day one, the loyal dudes, the guys who don't have history of causing problems and things like that and doing it. And it's funny because you're seeing these reports saying people from Punk's camp saying he might retire. Is it really retiring or is it you just knowing at this point no one's going to want to, quote unquote, like play with you anymore? You know what I mean? Because your shit ain't flying there. Your shit didn't fly in WWE. Your shit, well, you, your shit didn't fly in UFC just because sadly it just, he didn't win. It, it didn't last like that. But I kind of like how it's getting handled because I don't think they ever said how long he signed for. One thing I know with AEW is I think a lot of the bigger contracts, like bigger stars, have been doing five-year ones. 
So maybe he signed a five year with a year down. So I could see that's a lot of money to probably pay someone for four years. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like three to five years or something. Yeah, like so that. even that because I think he was making three mil a year. So even if it's a three year contract, that's six mil there, and then probably Damn. some other incentives and things like that. So sometimes when you make that money, like these companies make, some my opinion, sometimes yeah, no one who wants to lose six ten million dollars. No one, even a billionaire, doesn't want to, right? But if it eliminates a thousand headaches. My opinion, if I have that money, it's worth it. It's worth it. And the company can perfectly thrive without him. I think he felt like, in my opinion, I think he knew it was a good uh, company. And this is where I always say, as much as I like Punk, he buys in his own stock. I felt he thought he needed to go there to get it on the map. When, in my opinion, it was already on the map. And it's still on the map. And it's still going. And I think that's where he came in. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be the guy to take us to the next level and all that. And see, me being the one person who historically, even with them on the show, has not been a CM Punk fan, though I appreciated his return back to professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Because what to oppose what you just said, Nick, he came back with the this is pro wrestling kind of mind state and from my point of view and from my vision and what he displayed on camera within the press conferences and all that. This was the, he's now back into what he loved, what he fell in love with by way of AEW. He wasn't all about the, the glitz and glamour much with the WWE because we all know the WWE stuff, it went his way, but it didn't go exactly to his liking. And let's just say it like that. The man got to fight Undertaker a bunch of times to At get WrestleMania. that to get to get Mark Calloway's trust enough to want to work with you. That is a accomplishment in and a half, in my it opinion. Is. You know what I'm saying? Especially but, at that point in his career. Yeah, but to to go back to what you mentioned about Tony Khan and what you both guys mentioned about Tony Khan, I, I go I, the immediate thought in my head was: Is you're loyal to the person you brought to the dance? You're loyal to the people that you brought to that brought you to the dance or you brought to the dance. And not because they are executives, because executives at any level or any area can get fired at any time. In some respects, off of the reports and stuff that we have been talking about, it looks like they were whatever was coming out from their side is probably the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it feels like that. We don't know for sure. We're just going off of the reports that are out there yeah. and speculations, but we are not giving it as sources mm -hmm. say. Yeah. yeah, please understand that. Breaking yes. news. We are not those guys. We're going yeah. off of the documentation that gets put out on the internet from what seems to be reliable sources. They're not our yep. sources. This is the stuff that everybody can consume. And then you make your opinion from there. And this sure. is our opinion. And like I said, my opinion on Punk, if he does retire, because, hey, please, go, please right, go right ahead. Or if you want to get back to pro wrestling, like he described, go to Japan. You want to get back to pro wrestling, go to Japan. But I don't even think Japan would want him. I don't yeah, think there is him. no way he's gonna be able to wrestle any type of new Japan matches with that fucking oh, no. foot he can't too stand hard. on. Ain't no yeah. way. Yeah, no, I, I I understand that, but I'm just saying if he's mm -hmm. not retiring but loves pro wrestling, do yeah. that. Or 
I would even say negotiate something with Tony Khan to run the ROH side of business. How about that? That's a that's a that's a perspective. That's a perspective that I didn't hear nobody say. Yeah, that's a good angle, Matt. But if you are that much of a headache, and then you can take it away, Lou. If you're that much of a headache, do you want to continue to do business with a guy like that? Nah. Right. Nah. And it's just like before before the again, before the rumored Larry thing, before that wrinkle came into play, my mind was like this. I was like, you know what? Get the elite back on TV. Because if there's one thing that I'll say right now, if CM, let's say CM Punk came back to AEW, I'd be like, all right, let's see, you know, what's gonna happen. I, I need him to come back as a heel. But the elite coming back, I'm excited. Like I'm fucking yeah. excited for the young bucks and Kenny Omega to come back. I want to see from Kenny Omega wrestling. So, Yo, real quick yeah. on Kenny, like this was perfect time for him to get more rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, it, it, again, before the Larry thing, my that was my thought process. Like I was just kind of like, you know, let Punk, he's injured anyway. He's not gonna be back for at least six or seven months. So let him sit out. You know what I'm saying? Let people kind of let bygones be bygones. And then after a couple of months, five, six months, you reach out to him. You kind of talk to him you and you have a little group therapy session and you try to make money out of this situation. I feel like as a promoter, that's something that they would do. Hey, bro, you know what? Let's exactly. do this. You're going to come back. You're going to be wearing a ski mask. You're going to go out there, fuck someone's shit up for a week or two. Then you'll do the big reveal on the pay-per-view. Boom, you're back. But you're back as a heel. You come out on Wednesday, you'll cut the only fucking heel promo on everybody. We'll make some fucking money. You know, you apologize. Yeah. You guys do an apology thing and figure it out. But now with the Larry thing, like, I don't know, bro. I think that shit is muerto, son. There ain't no way that they can repair that thing and, and bring it back. So it's just like, I, I, again, I'm more excited to see the elite than punk. Hell but yeah. I will say this. I will say this. If he goes back to WWE, which I know. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. But I'm going to tell you something, bro. If they run a Chicago show and they hit that fucking music on Monday Night Raw, and if they're, let's say they're in Chicago and there's 30,000 people. (laughs) Yeah, but on live TV, if they hit that shit, they win. They win. And he comes out, bro. Those people, those 30, they're going to lose their fucking. Mine, and that is going to be a huge win for WWE. Yeah, because here's my thing I'll admit the pop will get me like that 24 hours. I'll be the guy retweeting the videos on YouTube and in the group chat saying, like, yo, he came out because it's just, it's the big thing, right? I'm not ever going to ignore the big thing, whether I like the big thing or not like the big thing, which I'll be iffy about. But uh, yeah, pause. (laughs) But uh, he, um, yeah, because there was an interview. Because of course, people, wrestling fans, every wrestling fan's good at old finding old shit. And there was an interview. I think Triple H essentially said way back, like you know, like essentially business is business, and if it's good for business, if we could probably make it work, whatever. I'd like, I'd be intrigued to see where it went, but I really don't care. If I honestly never saw CM Punk wrestle again, I think I'd be fine. Like he's like I said, Luke, and this is where I love my my personal knowledge and out like growing of wrestling because if you would have told me in you know 2008 that in 2022 you'd be more excited for the young bucks and kenny omega to come back than 
punk, I'd be like, yo, you're an idiot, never blah, blah, blah. And that's where I like that. Like me seeing my knowledge and all that grow. Like, yeah, like I love these dudes. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to see a super kick party. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But I agree though too, at the same point, they could make money off this because everyone said when punk came back, can't wait to see the Punk Omega match. Can't wait to see the Punk Omega match. And now you got the perfect storyline for the Punk Omega match. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then just see where it goes. But yeah, Punk, that's something. I guess we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, just, again, it's a shame that this dude, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like destroying his own shit because of his own ego like it's just it's just it doesn't make sense to me that all-out scrum doesn't make sense to me like why did you do that bro why did you do that like why did you come out and you made your owner look like shit you fucking sunned your 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 promoter and your owner on fucking live you know pay-per-view and you 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 shoot on fucking adam page it just i just don't i don't get it bro that's one thing i never liked about punk in general like and i get it because it's uh it's just the way it is but he never um he wasn't really professional in my opinion ever like you know what i mean like to, to like in general just how he handled things and all that and then came out there and like no tony like be quiet let me talk like yo that's the ceo of bro, the company like I, I, you, you know son, what i mean son like, your own promoter bro I, I feel you on that, but as a somewhat of a rebel to authority in some respects, sometimes, yo, you got to remember, yeah, you're the CEO and all that, but guess what? We're both adults. And if if questions are being directed to you, but somebody else is trying to answer the questions for you, nah, nah, chill for a second. I got that. You can handle yeah, it in a way. You can yeah. handle it in a better way. No, I mean, I agree but with that. Emotions, emotions, though. You yeah. sometimes you can't you can't dictate a person's and that's where in the moment. I yeah, and I, I dig that. I agree with I agree with Dan somewhat in in the respect where, like, if if it's just the way he did that shit though. He completely he looked at a dude and was like, "Oh, you fucking know, Cocabana. You roll with Cocabana. I don't now. I don't fucking like you." And he just started going in Coca Banner, Coca Banner, Coca Banner, Coca and like, like nobody was talking about no motherfucking Coca Banner, bro. Like, right. we want to know what just happened at the show. We want to know what's happening on Wednesday. And, we want to know how you feel. And, like, and on, we said it on the and thing, on, I really didn't like the mom comment either. The bank but, account. Yeah, you on, up with all kind of old shit. On that moment, though, that's where Tony was supposed to put his nuts on the table and be like, "Nah, cut this shit off." Yeah, cut it. That's yeah. it. So it goes both ways. It yeah. goes both ways. On yeah, the oh yeah, end, for sure. On the punk end, I get it. Not yo, let me handle this. But then you hijack the you hijack the moment. You know, we're rehashing months old shit, by the way. But yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, you're hijacking the moment. You're hijacking the moment in one way, but the CEO, the owner, the head in charge is supposed to be like, nah. At yeah. this moment, no. It, 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 this interview has nothing to do with that. Save that shit for some other time. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but, three-year-old company, this is a part of Tony's growing pains. It exactly. happened. Hey, you don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do in that predicament as much as I can sit here. But yeah. what you just said before, Nick, maturity. 
you could say you might, but if you feel that you're coming in with a certain level of maturity, this is my shit. Mm-hmm. This yeah. shit's got to stop. You know, and if you know it's going too far, or if you're a person that's like, hey, you know what? Hang yourself. Not, yeah. not, not saying it like that, YouTube or Twitch, but you know, not go literally. ahead. Let, yeah. leave, leave yourself out to dry. Yeah, you're not, great. We'll, we'll, yeah, just... we'll, we'll deal with this in the back. Go ahead, play yourself. For play real. yourself yeah, and that's what you can do too but yeah. again we know the, the now see my thing because props to tony khan man i love I, I got mad love and respect for the dude you know yes he came up 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 off of his parents money but it looks like he's made his own way in life too i don't know how or what ways he ran if he did run any of the sports organizations that the family owns but if this is his, like, I'm sure this, and I'm sure this honestly probably isn't his first go round of running a company, but this is his first go round of running a product that he grew up loving. Yeah. So the love for the sport can blind the moments that you're in. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll wrap this up because I know a lot of people are probably sick of this fucking shit, yeah, but it's yeah. just like, this guy, this guy is supposed to be, you know, I just feel like Punk really should have been the bigger person and understand the moment and just kind of be like, all right, let me let me uh, get in my zen and do business for another 15 minutes and get this fucking post-scrum, post-shit scrum done. And then I could go in the back in my, my room and fucking throw champagne on people. Because it's like, you got this young guy here. He's trying to make this company. He's, he's licking your balls fucking all, all but licking your balls pause like he's giving you everything you want he's giving you your money he's giving you your he's like bigging you up to everybody and this is what you do bro yeah, that's, how, that's how you pay him back yeah it's a shame that you let your feelings get in the way of money but speaking of feelings as we segue through that, that that segment, how y'all feeling out there? Y'all y'all feeling oozy? Y'all feeling oozy today? Or no. yeah. is he, 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 one shirt? That's a hot shirt, bro. He is, but I'm not. It was it was a, it was it was it was uh you made you made it a hot line, but Roman is making it a hot song. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it was a moment, it was a moment, it was funny. Ha ha, what's next? That's to be honest, that's you know, that's what it is. What's next? But they've been killing it. You have to give them credit. Sammy yeah, has been just, killing it every this, week. Every this, if that was the point of contention, Nick, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're talking about the Usi line. Yeah, it. he killed it in that moment. Cool. You did a thing. Please, WWE, capitalize. Make some damn yeah. shirts. Yeah. Let it, let it. Yeah. And, but, but for limited time only because as i was listening to busted open uh earlier today and they was like i because I, I again i can't see raw i didn't see raw they was just like roman kind of squashed all that oozy shit last night as the yeah. crowd was going nuts at raw it was like stop that he said jay and uh sammy are being oozy around the world because they're on the overseas tour <laughs> So, what about? <laughs> I'm, uh, oh my no, God. that's funny. I, I didn't watch Raw, so that's funny. That just was yeah. laughing. Yeah, and then, but you so know, speaking of last night, one thing, 
Well, one thing on the whole Roman thing, because, you know, I'm, I'll sit here because I watch, well, I watch uh, Dynamite and SmackDown. Uh, still, in my opinion, the Bloodline, the Acclaimed are the two best things going in wrestling, in my yeah. opinion, right? But, so, Roman, though, last night, because i just seen the clips, like, do you see Roman go in on his promo, though, about Logan Paul? I saw, I meant to catch up on that, but I saw him walking up the ramp and fucking going nuts, going up the ramp after everything. So I was like, I got to go back and rewatch some of this. Yeah, and it it was good because I like that because, as we can all say here before, that's just a product of a guy being able to go out and do his thing, say what he wants. Remember, what was it, Suffering Sakatash or Sakuan or whatever the fuck it was? That's when he had the... That's when he had that's when he had the one inch space between all his fucking front teeth and shit. Watch Young Rock. Nah. So we've been trying to find a show and we're we're watching Young Rock now because it's only twelve episodes, two seasons, twenty minutes each. So very easy to go through. Love wrestling, so it's cool seeing that. And they obviously talk and it was way more back in the day, and you guys can easily relate to it in regards to people like played the gimmick. Like, you hear Taker saying, like, I was the gimmick. I only wore black and all that. And I kind of feel Roman, and there's obviously more. We're just on him and the bloodline right now. Is, it's called, it's called he he is the character. You know what I mean? Just like MJF is the character. Right. And I just think Roman's finally feeling himself and doing all that and going off. And the Sammy's, the Sammy's chant does help. I love how you see them just break character in the middle of the ring. I think Solo's the only one who hasn't. Or maybe he did like once. Yeah, yeah. Just um, uh, I, I haven't I, seen I, Solo crack at all. Nah, and I saw, and I, and I know. I think the last episode, or the maybe the episode before the last episode, I know at the end I threw in how much I was enjoying this Bloodline segment because we had the um, what is it that happened? Oh, we had the the shirt thing happen. Oh, the honorary U shirt. The honorary U shirt segment had happened that that Monday, and or maybe it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Um, I just think, man. You know, Raw, I stopped watching again because it's definitely hit a lull. And looking at the recap for last night's show, I, I really just need to go back and rewatch the Roman shit because there really wasn't anything else besides the Seth Rollins and, and um, uh, the Seth nice. Rollins. That, was a really that, may, that might be something to watch. But other than that, it's like it's another missable show. But, man, this fucking bloodline thing, that fucking Uzi thing on Friday, man. That shit was hilarious, bro. Just to see everybody crack. Because I got to tell you, bro, I, I know we're live right now, but I don't know how these motherfuckers, sometimes they'll go out on live TV. And one of the things I hate in wrestling is when they do like the the face-to-face, like these are two faces. They do the face-to-face thing right here, and they're just staring in each other's face and breathing heavy. And it's like, how the fuck do you not laugh or break yeah. character? Like, I've never seen anyone break character doing that. So I'm always fascinated by like how y'all get away with shit on live TV. Like, how do you, if you do break, how do you come back from it? And they, they was just, bro, it was, they did literally everything except fall on the floor and laugh. Like, and I don't know how they pulled it off, but the crowd loved it. I thought it was just, it was funny, but at the same time, like I want, cause the rumor is that, you know, Kevin Owens and Sammy are supposed to be the ones to take the belts off the Usos. And like, I want to see that soon. But now with this Uzi shit, they're going to kind of stretch it out now and kind of run with that. So they're pushing the KO shit to the 
to this back a little bit. So it's it's a double-edged sword because if you're not a big fan of like the comedy of it, you know, I can see where you're gonna have a problem. But bro, I just I, that segment, man, was funny. So I want to see Sami Zayn finagle and take the belt off of Roman. Like to me, that would be the best way to cap this with the ultimate swerve. Um, you brought him into the family and somebody he became the mole that takes him out and then let him run with and then and then kind of fall back into the conspiracy sammy with the belt you know but without the gear and all that you don't have to you know yeah. wear the fucking as yeah. we used to call them back in the day the jizza hats and all of that <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah you know i mean like you you was just mentioning about the face-to-face shit like I, I was always saying, I, I always said to myself, like, I would want to, if I if I was in those positions, I would want to kind of be Deadpool-like with it. Like, break the fourth wall, like, yo, your breath stink. <laughs> like, do something stupid to make him crack, like, or and make it a challenge, like how Rock and Austin used to try to see who could make who pop the most or who did the most ridiculous shit at the, like, that would be the fun they would part sell. Yeah, but like keeping kayfabe, see now, I, the keeping kayfabe out the ring is the question, Nick, for Roman. This is he sold on the character in ring a thousand percent. It you know keeping kayfabe outside the ring is the different story. I don't think that that's Roman, but that's not today's wrestling. Also, with the yeah. exception of MJF, at appearances, mm-hmm. of course right. you got to keep kayfabe at appearances at yeah. signs and all that stuff. Oh, of course, but. Oh and all, man. Yeah, again, I y'all know I said the bloodline shit was getting tired. They found a way to spice it up, and good on them. Thankful for it because right. they 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 injected something fresh, and that's something. Excuse me, that's something that the WWE for a minute has had a struggle with, from my point of view, is keeping storylines that were long term fresh. And as we, we're going to talk about in a minute, the pandemic MVPs, and I'll, I'll go to my TikTok to give proper credit, as I mentioned, to the dude who is running with this question all week. But a lot of a, a bunch of things that were results of the pandemic, well, like, you know, like Roman Brock, uh, Drew versus everybody, like, yeah. they never made these things feel fresh. With the exception of the Roman Brock, the last match, the the uh the 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 the, the freaking um yeah, trailer. yeah the tractor last trailer the, the last man standing and the tractor trailer spot made it feel like okay, yay, and finally that story was over, and then it fell flat again. Then solo came up, cool. Yeah, it looks like he's the enforcer and back, but Sammy is the one that made it fresh again, gave it new life, and brought it back up to a level of must-see television. Because before Sammy, to me, it was it was dying. It was dying. So the one thing people are giving a lot of credit to and funny, which I agree is the Usi thing. But the part that really stole the segment for me was when Jay was just sitting there and Sammy Zayn was like, I'm trying to bring peace. And then Jay was like, I don't give a damn what the travel oh, says. Man. Roman, oh, man. Roman's facial so quick in the crowd literally gasped. You heard it. Yeah, man. That was the best part of the segment. Listen, for me, man. between Jay's delivery, Roman's sell of it, 
and then the crowd's reaction that was like a home run but the Which was cool and all no no but oh, it was great was cool. it, it was great because it harkened back it, it called back to the beginning of this oh, new yeah. tribal chief shit. Yeah. Because yeah. because Jimmy was Jimmying. Jimmy was, yeah, Jimmy was Jimmying. And Jay was the the defiant one. But I like that they called that back to be like, yo, not like I I'm still me. Like I'm still me. Like you got my respect, but yo, in this moment in time, I don't give a damn what he says over there. Yeah. Like we mentioned with Tony. And 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 punk, yo, I don't give a damn what he's saying over there. This shit right here can end right now. Yeah, that's why I feel like Jay should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns at the end because it would be the perfect like full circle moment. Like I really think he should be the one to do that shit. Right, and give a rock return and l- let the rock quote unquote assist him. I I know I'm just playing to the fans that are being thirsty and trying to play prognosticator and think Hell that no. it's coming automatically. I'm just saying that that assist would help. I'm telling you, when it comes to The Rock, the only reason I personally want The Rock match to happen, whether it's for the title, not, don't give a fuck, because it's in L.A., stadium's 45 minutes to my house, and that'll be the only way I need to pay to go to that show. If I'm here, I might be gone by then, but if I'm here, that's the only reason, because the kid in me wants to see The Rock one more time. That's why I'm a big proponent for the match, personally. I would say besides that, would it be cool? Yeah, but if not, I don't care. Right. But uh, I actually yeah. got I actually got two quick questions before once you get your shit up, but before we move away from this segment, I just want to throw two quick questions yeah, yeah. to you guys. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to just to cap on the rock thing. Roman does not need to have the title for that because it would be a waste of time because yeah. we know, we right. know where the rock makes his bread and butter. The man just cleared a hundred million first Whew. week on, on great on movie. Adam. Great I, movie. That was one of my questions I wanted to throw okay. out there. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll big We'll get to that. Cause I didn't see it yet, but it's right. whatever, but rock can just be like, whoop his ass and be like, nah, I'm still the kid is yeah. and then go off. It's just give him that beat and then walk away. That walk off home run, like, yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that I'm just accepting. I'm no, just no. accepting if it's not Cody, it's gonna be Rock and Roman for the title. I'm just accepting. Nah, nah, no I just know how no it's gonna get booked, and I know wrestling fans get all. I hate my thing personally, is I hate not just with wrestling in general. I hate when people get mad at the outcome when they already know it's gonna happen. Yeah. With anything, it's like. Yo, you okay? You don't like it, but just embrace it. Don't think there's gonna be this magical change that's gonna change it. Kind of like last year with Brock and Roman, everyone knew it was gonna be them, so I didn't get pissed because I just knew it was gonna happen. As well, much as they, I did not want it to happen, you knew it was gonna I, happen. Well, I just knew that the Eagles was gonna beat the Patriots in 04. I rented a car to go to the parade ahead of time and everything. Did it happen? I got mad because it didn't happen. I just ended up having a rental car for the weekend. That's all right. Oh. Them motherfuckers are gonna run the goddamn table. They won the championship this year. I don't I don't want to hear anybody say anything different about it. The Eagles one, look nasty. One game at a time, people. You know Ooh, how I roll. One that's game a scary at a time. team. I'm not looking forward to that. Y'all <laughs> got Houston Thursday. That's I'm, not, I'm not even gonna watch that game, bro. Fuck that. I ain't watching that shit. One game at a time, y'all. But so, ahead, Lou. Quick, I know, I know, Dan didn't see this, so this can be super brief. We don't even need to go into any kind of detail. But what do you think of Black Adam? 
I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. Uh, as I said, I think I said in the chat, I know I was talking to Carl offline, I'm not the biggest. I like comics. I like all the movies. just not something I'm 100% into. So right. I went in with not knowing what Black Adam was. I texted Carl because we were talking offline already. Like, what do I need to know going into this? And we talked about Shazam and all yeah. that stuff, which definitely helped. Um, I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was funny. Like, there were some key funny parts in it. I liked seeing the different superheroes that we got to see in it. I just thought it was really good. I thought it was really good delivery, and I'm excited for what comes next based off the end. Now, real quick on that, because obviously I've seen it in the commercials and all that stuff. Hawkeye is, like, the big, like, reveal in this, like, as far as, like, a new character introduction. Well, there's yeah, four. Well, yeah, there's a team. There's a whole team. Yeah, there's a team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they got like the their own like Justice League and shit going on, and it's it's uh it's four so, characters. It's more so more than Hawkeye because I only yeah. I only noticed Hawkeye from the commercials, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. no, um, I thought that like because I I know Dan's gonna. Eventually... And I said Hawkeye. It's not Hawkeye. My bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're over here saying yeah, and it's Hawk it's Hawkman, but Hawkman. I, for some reason yeah. I heard I heard in my head Hawkman. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and then um, so like Hulk, I said not, though, <laughs> not bow and arrow. Well, he got one last thing too. I'm going to throw on it was so when we booked it because I had work Friday or whatever, and like I said, we go to the movies, but I don't pay attention to things, so I had the option to go see it in 4DX, but I only booked it because of the time, seven o'clock. Like, hey, perfect, we can go eat before. Tickets were twenty dollars. I was like, ah, oh, well, maybe it's just a little more because it's like a new movie. I don't look into shit like that. I was like, alright, whatever. Man, I get in these goddamn chairs, and they show they the first time the chairs moved was during the uh, Wakanda Forever trailer, which looks dope, by the way. Getting my ticket soon to go see that opening day. Nice. Uh, with the motion sensor seats, and then like the mist coming from when it rained. Yo, that was a dope experience. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, sitting that. there flying, the chairs moving. Like it was worth the extra because I looked it up. Tickets are twelve here, and to me, it was worth the extra eight bucks. Like, oh yeah. Forget DC for a second. As a white man, are you gonna wear white to Wakanda? Because <laughs> that's supposed to be the on running theme for the Black Panther too. Everybody comes in wow. white. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I'll do whatever the, oh, sure. the, the face Black is supposed Panther. to do because I just watched Black Panther again this weekend because I want to <laughs> yeah. watch it. So if I'm supposed to, as like a good person, wear white, I will. But if not, I'll All wear right. black. All right, I'm listen, joking. listen, 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 oh. listen, listen. Before before you before we continue that, that's perfectly fine. You can wear white or whatever. Just don't wear any white headwear. From oh yeah, up, no. I actually from here like up, nothing white. All right. Well, to be fair, I don't like the color white, to be honest. I own two white shirts, a Patriots jersey, and then my boy who owns a bar in Philly. It's one of his shirts. Well, right? well, uh, historically speaking, there was a white Panther party that did work in, co in connection wow. with the Black Panthers, but we're not going there right now. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I thought, I thought the movie was fun. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. Think? I really thought that The Rock did a really good fucking job of acting. A lot of people were saying that he I will say one thing: The Rock really acts. This is this is The Rock. How The Rock acts, by the way. This is his cheat code. All his acting ability is right here, right it in is. between his eyebrows. Yeah, it really. Yeah, is. His entire acting ability rests right here. If he goes like that, he's angry. If he goes like that, he's surprised. If he goes like that, like he spreads them, he's surprised. It's hilarious. It's like all his acting is right there. But uh, there's a specific scene where there's like a reveal at the end of the movie about like his origin. 
And yes. I thought it was very clever how they did that, man. Because in the yeah. beginning, you kind of get a sense of what's happening. And then the movie goes on. And then at the end, you get like a little twist on his origin. And you're like, oh, shit, dude. Wow. You know, I fucking enjoyed it it's like immensely. Um, I actually thought I bought 40X tickets. And the seats that I got, like all the 40X seats were around me and my brother. And our two seats in the middle were regular seats. But it was ah, fine. You should just move. But it was fine. I got I got my refund or whatever. But it, it, was, it was fine. Because I went to see Halloween Ends. Last year, not the new Halloween, the Halloween ends. Yeah. I saw that shit last year in those seats, bro. Dude, listen, I that shit was like a it changed everything for me. I was like, yo, when I see an action movie, I gotta get these chairs. Because like there's a, scene where my, there's a scene where Michael Myers grabs a dude and he's like slamming him against the wall, and the fucking chair is rocking you and, and like it rocks and slams you and shakes. And then it slams you to the other side. So I was like, yo, what the fuck? Bro, at one point in the movie, I legit fell out of my seat. So I was kind of like sitting like how you would, thinking you're not going to move. And I literally jumped up my crowd. Black Panther, based off the trailer, definitely go see it in that. And then one quick last thing on that before we move on to our main uh, topic was so, as I said, I'm not a huge, like, I love the movies, but I don't have the the background, the knowledge on it. Except there was one part where I knew I was like, "Oh my god, I know this person." Yeah. Uh, the chick, the head lady. Yeah, yeah. Amanda Waller. I don't know. Yeah, she was in Suicide. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's, and yeah. Uh, Peacemaker, and I was like, "Yeah, I know that bitch." Yeah, yeah. She's kind of she's kind of like Nick Fury in like the DC universe. Yeah. He runs like the whole, you know, yeah. the background shit that's going on. She's like in charge of it all. But um, yeah, man, kind of I one question i want to ask because i think it's a good question to ask and i've been wanting to actually ask it but i haven't had the opportunity and i don't think it's enough for a whole show but dan will probably have good knowledge on this too but like i've been looking at all these like wrestling companies and just who's been coming up and who's been running shit and who's been like getting all pops and everything and i just thought to myself one day i was like bro and we're just gonna stick with the males for this because i know for the females there's one definitive answer that's very easy to pick out but Bro, has there ever been a bad Samoan wrestler? Like, has there a- any flops? Have they ever pause had a flop? that? Pause that. Pause that. That's next week's show. Because there is a full conversation we can have. Okay. I, I, that's that. a good conversation. That, like that. That's next week's show. Okay, next cool. Week. We can do that. Because, because, well, has there been, has one, we could, we could quite ask the question of has there ever been a Samoan that we ever seen get beat up? And that answer to me is no. Part because I'm not on the West Coast where they reign supreme right. <laughs> over near everybody. Shout out to KRS One on the bar, but shouts out to the Booyah Tribe. I've heard those are bad motherfuckers over there. But nah, that's a that's a that's a conversation because we need to pull out pause. We need to pull out the list of Samoan wrestlers. Okay, true. I and I have a, and I have a funny segue story that's gonna go with it, and I'll save it for next week. And you're gonna yeah, have so, to tune in. But, Put that next segue. Put that next to your uh your post-it cue cards and document it so you don't forget it. But yeah, we'll compile a list of Samoan wrestlers that we're familiar with in history, plus others. And see, flop is subjective. Flop is very subjective because yeah. you know we can look at no, hmm. no, don't look at no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah you're right. Hey, hey, no. You're right. 
You're right. Because I'm, I'm, Are you I'm intrigued by this conversation? Tune in <laughs> next week, guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll save that for next week because that's a valid. That is a valid, healthy length. But seeing Samoans out here in California regularly, no, they do not get beat up. <laughs> exactly. But, I look at them. They're like, God damn. But yeah, some so, anyway, biggest motherfuckers sorry. in life. But yes. yeah, man, I got to give props to. <laughs> Brian's House of Random on TikTok, a guy who just started following my page on the Star 5 podcast on TikTok. Uh, as you see the name there, please go follow. Um, maybe coming soon, we'll have a wrestling this trash TikTok. Uh, but um, the question he asked, and he's kind of doing a series the whole week, and he's kind of dividing it up between male female company we're just going to compile it all together because as i said on on my response video i felt that it was a bit unfair that he pigeonholed us into just wwe but his question was who was your mvps during the pandemic now we all know wrestling professional wrestling was one of the forms of entertainment that did not stop during the COVID shutdown uh, thankfully to us with the WWE and also with AEW thinking to the two major promotions and even, you know what, even Impact because Impact had their own, you know, they had their spot in, in Tennessee and I believe they were doing some things in Florida where they, they do closed studio stuff already. They do studio taping already. So that was kind of easy for them. The WWE had the performance center and uh, were they using the Thunderdome was done in uh, the, the race? Thunderdome uh, was done in two places, uh, the Amway the, Center with the Magic Play and then the Tampa okay. Bay Rays baseball yes. field. Yes, yes. The old one, the dome one, right? The old dome mm -hmm. one, right? Yep. Right. So, and then AEW had Daly's Place. So everybody had a place where everybody could stay in place, as we learned in the pandemic, and work. To where they were tested regularly, they were able to, uh, you know, be seen with by by medical professionals on a regular basis. Everybody health wise was for the most part good. There were some cases throughout here and there within these companies, but there were certain wrestlers that shined across the board from almost all from almost all companies. And so we're going to between all companies, we're not just keeping this to WWE. And we're not just keeping this to the men. We're going to give love to the women also. Who do we think the pandemic MVPs? Now, how do y'all want to go? Do you want to give five or do you want to rotate? We can go around the circle quick. We give two each, rotate, two each, rotate. You know what? We'll do that. because I, I And I'll kick it off. Hopefully, I'm not stealing everybody's answer, but I think you know what? I'm going to save one of mine for a second because I want to give love to the women in this case. And I have to go with Bailey and Mercedes Renato. Yep. That's what she's going on. She's going on. What's the name? Those two capped off their feud. First off, their chemistry is you know, amazing, always been amazing. Two of the four horse women, you know, NXT greats, whatever. We could run their resume down, absolute legends that we, yeah, I won't go there. But, <laughs> but 
the way that they capped off their feud during the pandemic with one of the best Hell in a Cell matches I think we've all ever seen. Those two put on for the women's division like none other. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I would give, no, I, there really is no, no, we could give honorable mention. I'll give honorable mention, but it's not one of my picks to Britt Baker because she really turned her career around and made a name for herself huge during that time also. Even Thunder Rosa, but I'm not trying to go on and on. The two that are on my list, my no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I, it's hard when you want to, you know, we get into those moments. You want to show love to everybody, yeah. but my two solid picks are those two women. Yeah. So those were two of mine, just phenomenal chemistry when they were tag teaming. At one point they had the Raw SmackDown and the tag titles and all of that. So they just phenomenal, great Hell in a Cell match. Sasha got the big victory there. You know, as much as everyone wanted at like a mania platform, they still delivered so greatly. And that was still in the early days of the pandemic Um, with all of that, just roasting Michael Cole all the time and all that. So without diving too deep, the next person I'm going to give it to, she was one of my honorable mentions, but I'm going to put her in there just because she was, is Asuka. I kind of thought Asuka came alive during this because it all started... Uh, her and uh, Kyrie Zane lost the titles, but then she won that Money in the Bank match and then became the champ. And that's yeah. when she started cutting all those promos in the really fast, like Japanese and, you know, doing the dancing thing she used to do. And then she just had some great matches during there. Um, she fought, I believe, was it twice in one night? Yeah, she fought twice in one night, I believe, at SummerSlam 2020 against Bailey and Sasha for both titles. Um, and that's what kicked off the Bailey Sasha thing, like for good. Um, yeah, I just gotta gotta give love to Asuka for one, and then the other one. I'm gonna save the obvious for the end. Two of the obvious ones. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the women. Uh, Sheeta on the AEW side. I thought she did phenomenal during the pandemic. She just like Asuka was the champion for most of it. Did what she could, especially as people don't want to admit it sometimes, like the language barrier and all that. Can really put a like a thorn into things, you know, with people being attracted to them, which I think is insane. But I thought she put on, she had some banger of a matches during that. So I'm gonna give it to Oscar and Cheater for my first two. Cool. Yeah, you guys basically all touched on the the, the women that I wanted to touch on. Um, hey. Yeah, man, the the Sasha and Bailey's that championship run that they had with the tag team belts, and they both had the champ. They both each had a. Did they both each have a championship title and the championship belts, or was it yeah, just so Sasha, Sasha was Raw and Bailey was SmackDown? Bailey was SmackDown, and then they had the tag team. So they just had like the this golden run of like uh, dominance, and it was funny because they were just kind of like what we were talking about earlier with like kind of wanting to break the fourth wall with Deadpool. They were kind of doing that because you know there's no crowd there, so you kind of got to just go with the flow. So you, you, and that's exactly what they did. And they allowed them to do it, which was great. So I, I enjoyed every part of that. Um, Oscar was fantastic. Becky was even fantastic before she got, you know, mm-hmm. she left for the, for the pregnancy angle. Um, you know, it's funny with AEW. like, I know I watched those shows, but they're like all a blur to me. Um, and I kind of wanted to throw impact in there too, but the problem with the pandemic wrestling was that once the Thunderdome started, man, I couldn't watch 
um, the silent arena of wrestling. I couldn't do it, bro. I tried watching Impact, and it was just no one in the crowd whatsoever, and just the two guys in the ring and the announcers. And it was just I, ROH was doing the same thing, and I was like, yo, I can't watch this, bro. I can't fuck with this. I, I can't. Those companies were rough. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but... I couldn't do it. All of it in general was rough. Not not to me though, because I enjoyed AEW because AEW brought back to me the pro wrestling side of things. And I enjoyed it because I as I've said on here before, I watch from a technical lens. I watch from a learning as if I was a student lens. And the silence to me showed me who took their craft serious and who didn't. And even Ooh. with um, that's when Seth Rollins went on another. But level. even but even with AEW, yeah. they had um, they had their own people like in the front row, so it was like kind of yeah, empty, yeah. But still, there was like five people here and five ten people over here, so there was still some noise. But which was genius? Silence, it was ge- it was genius for them to do that because it was they kept faces on one side, heels yep. on the other, on yep. some old school shit, but. I, I I enjoyed it because again it, it showed who hides behind crowd noise, what moves and what mistakes or things got hidden behind crowd noise. You couldn't fake a fuck. Well, you was able to fake things, but you couldn't really hide shit without behind crowd noise and behind crowd uh, reactions. You know, you couldn't call for the like. Look at me, come on, like let's go, let's go. No, you had to get it done and show that you know your craft. And it took a special kind of character to do that. That's why I'm gonna go to the men's side. And in the beginning, you know what? I'm gonna save my my true number one for last, which one of y'all probably will mention. But I'm gonna talk the belt collector right now. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and that belt collector run. <laughs> there might not have been any. There was one person that I looked at as the number one MVP of the pandemic overall. But to be honest with you, I don't think there has really been anybody better than that moment during that whole time than, than Kenny Omega. And to bounce from country to country safely with, you know, in, it was kind of more towards the middle pack of the pandemic and all of that stuff. But the rise of Kenny Omega in that moment and to have that guy, the consummate pro- professional in this sport, like, and he, it was no nights off. Every match was still a banger with him. You got a different match every match with yep. him. You didn't get the same shit. And plus to go on the run that he did, yes, Roman's two years and through the pandemic was great with the titles, but to collect four different companies and run different storylines for each people, each set of them, tie it into the belt collector thing, but still had different things going on with Kenny Omega hands down is one of the MVPs. Could be number one. I have somebody different that I had to give props to at number one. Someone who I got which maybe when you hear me out, you'll agree. Maybe because I'm very biased towards this person. I think one of them for me was Big E. Reason I say that is because they decided 
to push his singles push during that. And that's a hard time to kind of do that. And then he had the big win on Christmas, winning the IC title, had a good showing at Rumble, decent IC title run. And and in turn, it resulted in him winning Money in the Bank and becoming the WWE champion. I thought he had some good matches, that brawls he had with Sheamus when he gave him uh, a big ending or whatever onto the car. That was pretty dope. I thought just in general, like he was doing shit you weren't supposed to do, especially in the early days. Like when he won the SmackDown titles in the single match, he was making out with the belt when everyone's like, wait, why is your mouth on something? COVID's like a real thing. It's only April of 2020. This is the hottest thing. And Big E just like didn't care or just how he was so just him. Like he rolled literally all the way to the ring one time. Like he was still, him. he made you feel like things were normal in a sense, especially in the early 2020 days when it was. Um, yeah, so Biggie was someone I definitely wanted to give some love to just because he was still him during all that and started that phenomenal singles push he had. Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking – so I was thinking about throwing Seth Rollins in, but to be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of the Monday Night Messiah shit that he was doing at that time with Murphy. He was still trying to figure his gimmick out, and I wasn't a big fan of that shit. The matches were good, but I wasn't. I didn't like that shit. The whole eyeball thing with Rey Mysterio. Oh God, yeah, hell, that no. was stupid, son. Broken up. But um, honestly, I can only really think of one person that was holding it down during this time. That was Drew McIntyre, bro. Drew McIntyre, bro. He, you know, obviously Brock Lesnar was like, "Fuck you and your pandemic. I ain't coming to work. So get this motherfucking belt off me." Even though that was the program already that they were leading to with him and Brock Lesnar, um, you know he he had a what I thought was a great match with Brock for that. I I still fit fi- finally of yeah. that match. Even though there was no crowd, there was no Thunderdome. I enjoyed that shit. I thought that match was dope. It was very physical. They both went at it. It wasn't long. Drew held the title and he got his he got his shit. I just really wish that um, Drew actually got a chance to have a run with fans, like actual fans in the building, because. I like him as champion, man. I, you know, say what you will about, you know, the stereotype of you like your big meaty men being the champion, man. But uh, listen, man, the big dogs rule the yard, bro. I like to see if you watch your wrestling, I don't see this big, larger than life dude holding that fucking belt up in the air, bro, and running shit. So um, for me, he was MVP of the pandemic, honestly, Um, especially Thunderdome. Again. Yeah. I know Moose was doing his thing. I know Rich Swan was doing his thing in Impact. Um, I did catch some of those matches. Um, that Rich Swan match with Kenny Omega, I thought was going to be better because honestly, Rich Swan got blown the fuck up in that match. Kenny basically carried him for the last five minutes, <laughs> literally carried his dead body for those last five minutes of that match. But um, it was still a good match. Kenny Omega is a great pick for that. That belt collector run was yep. fucking phenomenal. Um, Adam Cole. Had a really good run in NXT at that time. He went up against Karrion. He went up against Joe. He went up against Yeah, Brian the match Park. was Pat McAfee. Yeah, I mean, he had some really good matches there. But overall, I'd, I'd have to go with Drew. And Drew, because I said, as I called, somebody was going to mention him. Drew was my number one, to be honest with you. Perfect champion throughout the pandemic, in my opinion. And I'm actually one, as I said on my TikTok, because I did a WWE only one. His run might have been short with fans. 
hands would have popped and would have been like, yay, hooray, he finally did it in front of our faces and yada, yada, yada. It, it felt a little dry, but that dryness with no fans worked perfectly. He still did great media runs with it outside of WWE and all of that stuff. And to me, he was the perfect guy to like, this was like the Vince, you finally got him over. You finally did it. You finally got him over after years of working on it. You finally made it happen. And he represented it, made it look good. Made it yeah, look he had good. some good matches with that. Yeah, no, yeah. Him and Randy with the freaking uh the, the ambulance match. Yeah. You know, like, that yeah. was dope ass match. Hey, right? even though we're not fans of modern him, him and Goldberg, even at that rumble, had a decent match, actually. That was it wasn't awful. Five, awesome, min- five was- minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and let's, and let's keep it and let's keep it a buck, man. I love the fucking Claymore as a finisher, man. I oh, think that's a yeah. fucking phenomenal finisher. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the one, right? Two, I don't like that shit. And then he yeah. does it. I like that when he just goes in the corner. Is... I like that when he goes in the corner, shit, and grabs the like the he used to grab the second rope and kind of bounce up and down. And then when they got in perfect position, he just ran up and did that shit. I love that's like one of my favorite finishers ever, like of all time. I love like I want him to go back to the Scottish psychopath gimmick. Yeah. But I want the, that. The, that that the one, two, three is for the fans set up. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of it kind of it, it takes yeah, it takes away from the okay, you know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? And like, wouldn't you, you know wouldn't as your opponent, wouldn't you be even though you got the Street Fighter 2 like birds going around your head while you're right. <laughs> right, right, right. Wouldn't right. you hear all these people going, one? Too, and you go, oh shit! He about to kick me in the face. Let me get the fuck out the ring. Exactly. Like, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But hey, logic is not supposed to work in that world sometimes. Right. Even though you should. But um, so that's out of the way for me. I want to give it up to a tag team, and it might not be a tag team y'all may think it was. Who became, you know, six star, seven star, FTR. I gotta say, them boys on the tag team end might have been that because, to be honest with you. For people who didn't know who they were before it, found out who the <laughs> fuck that they were mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And not even much by way of the amazing matches that they put in the ring. But those damn promos that they cut on anybody and everybody on their chicken farm, in their barns, in the ring, in their barns. Like, them boys definitely on the tag team front, you can say, were MVP level caliber people uh, for that. Um, I'll, I'll throw another couple just honorable mentions in the mix. I, ha- I want to say Matt Cardona, a thousand percent. Matt Cardona is another guy who, once again, utilized the internet and made himself who he is today. <clears throat> One of the more hated heels out there when he's working heel, you know, eventually. When the fans came back, got the death matches and all that shit with GCW, and you know, but Matt Cardona made himself via the internet more and more during that time. So, props to him. Um, I'll give some of my other honorable mentions because later, because this was in my all WWE list, but there's names in there that I just gotta gotta shout out. But go ahead, Nick. Uh, I'm gonna hit one of the obvious ones, Roman Reigns. Definitely, we we gotta hit the obvious. I know we were, someone was gonna say it, so I figured I will. Just what I liked about it was, and I think I said this on one of the shows before, where 
as as always, I try to find the good in everything. If we never got this pandemic, I don't think we ever got. I don't think we'd have the bloodline. I don't think we'd have the tribal chief. And you know, the, just it was crazy the way he came in at SummerSlam. You're like, oh shit, and then that fall. Because then I was like, why the fuck are they doing a pay per view the week after? Literally the Sunday after. I'm like, something's gonna come, and then that SmackDown ends with, and that's a spoiler. Like, then you see Paul Heyman with them. You're like, oh, shit, finally, like, people clamored for this. And then just where it is now. It's the run he went on. He did good. He got to feel himself. All that. Just, yeah, I know we all might throw our parts in there when it comes to it. But just the pandemic got Roman to where he is today. As awful oh, as it is and as awful as it done to other people in the world, it gave this dude some positive. And it, it made him go get some nice teeth. And it it was another it was another and he was the second Vince McMahon you finally got him over yeah and perfect I, Unknowingly. Yeah. by destroying another one of your gimmicks by the way you got him over <laughs> right. when he came out and he destroyed the fiend that was the end of the fucking fiend bro he when he came back that the end of, I don't know what that was if it was a pay-per-view I don't even fucking remember SummerSlam when, when he showed up and he just oh that was after Braun Strowman had and him had wrestled in that crazy ass match right it was Braun yeah. versus the Fiend yeah. and then Roman came up and just sunned both of them fucking he told like, Braun you he told Braun you ain't shit when I'm not yeah, around he's like you ain't here because you fucking ain't you ain't shit because I'm here or some shit like that yeah but when he came back and he just speared the shit out of the Fiend beat the shit out of everybody and was just like a savage so little known fact is that I used to have another wrestling um like. Uh, group chat with these two friends of mine and we used to talk about we used to watch raw together and all this other bullshit but that was at the time where roman was you know getting forced down your throat pause with the yeah they were trying so hard to make you love him um and then he got sick and then the crowd kind of loved him and he came back and all that shit but i used to say back then i was like bro roman reigns needs to and, and again i'm not trying to be a dick and be like i predicted whatever i'm not trying to do that but I used to say, bro, Roman Reigns needs to, number one, get rid of that fucking shield vest. Mm -hmm. And he needs to come back as a fucking bad guy. But he needs to come out with, like, just the pants, no shirt, and a machete. And he needs <laughs> to come to that ring like a fucking savage and just savage the shit out of people. And that's what he did. He didn't bring the machete, but he came out after that show and he savaged everybody. Bro, I bought that shirt that night. When I saw Rick that everyone that, in leave. When I saw they had that Rick Everyone in Lee shirt, I bought that shit that fucking night. I was like, I'm buying that fucking shirt, bro. That's what I'm talking about. So Roman Reigns, yeah, bro. He he definitely, the pandemic definitely helped him character-wise. And I think the big part of it is that there was no crowd there. And they could control the crowd noise. So you didn't have that distraction. And it just, now he's to the point where he, he gets a fucking... He gets in the ring, they hand him the mic, and he just has the crowd under his control, bro. There's no what chance. Now, you know, the Uzi thing, I understand that, but they listen, bro. He has them under his command, and it's incredible to see. Seeing as how he, what he was to what he is now, it's that's why, it, bro, this bloodline shit is, as I, I love it, bro. I love seeing the, the, the difference. Yep, and I guess we all in agreement with that, and, uh, I had I had Brock on my WWE list, uh, but I, he'll be honorable mention for tonight. But the last ones that I gotta say, 
on the W. I have to say it on the WWE spectrum of things. Um, even though if we want to go to Japan, we could definitely say the Switchblade was one for New Japan. Oh yeah. Um, Osprey. Uh, uh, Osprey came along. I mean, Osprey really popped more after I would say, where the world really took notice of him. Yeah. But um, pandemic-wise, though, Walter and Dragonoff as a pair. Oh. Walter oh God, and fucking Dragonoff as a pair was like we. It was match of the year for I know most of us for most of that year. I think on this show that was sorry. Yeah, I think that's what, what we all saying. agreed with. Was, it, in it was the top three for sure. Yeah, it, sure. it might have been number two, but I know for the year for most of that year. It was riding number one until I forgot what match was number one. Oh but, man! Well, I gotta those, add a story to that quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but those just, two, though, oh, those sorry, two, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, you you got it after this. I'm just saying those two, and especially Walter, with you know he was in his roughly close to his third year run with the title was, yeah. So those two definitely. I just always laugh when I think of that match in a good way, like a friendship way, because Rob. So we're in, we just, because it was the day after SummerSlam, and we were just, we were sitting at the Sports Brett Bar restaurant in our hotel. We're in Vegas in August, thousand different things to do. People must have walked by. You told me and Rob eating wings and watching that match on an iPad. We probably looked like the biggest losers in Las Vegas. And my girl, the three of us, and they're eating wings. Fucking watching Walter and Dragunov beat their shit out of each other while everyone's over here gambling and getting fucked up. <laughs> I'll always laugh at that. But one MVP for me during it, the last honorable mention, MVP. Came back at the Rumble, you know, had his show in there, and then that's when he came to thing. Started managing his, his showing. Brock Lesnar threw him out the ring like a goddamn child. You know, he- <laughs> and then the Hurt Business and all that, and that ended up getting Bobby the U.S. title again to the WWE title multiple times at this point. So MVP is one of the MVPs for me. Yeah, he's he's dope, man. I, I was so I was actually so happy to see him back because I I, I I was low key, man. I was a big mark for that fucking MVP shit when he was fucking doing his thing at that time. That's about the time where I basically yeah. was I was like. Like, I'm kind of getting sick of fucking wrestling. Like, that was at the time where I was watching, watching, watching. And then shortly after that, I was, like, where I dropped off for, like, a couple years. But, um, yeah, man, I always had a fond remembrance of him. I, I loved when he came back in that Black Panther outfit. Speaking of Black oh, Panther, yeah. he brought that shit up, like, five times today. Yeah, he looked dope in that outfit. Um, Honestly, bro, I'm trying to come up with another MVP, and I think I all my people are in there. Um. All the performers for entertaining us. Yeah, man. Uh, well, your girl Thunder Rosa deserves props too. She came alive. But there. that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, I feel like all those fucking AEW shows. I know I watch them, but they're like such a blur, man. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would. Okay, was... I got one actually. I got, I got one actually. Uh, and I think this is, you know, this is proper. I think this is this will be a good cap of Brody Lee. Yeah. Brody Lee, man. The fucking exalted one. He came out. He beat the holy fucking hell out of Cody. Took that belt off of him, and 
just had the whole Dark Order out there looking like some fucking mean boys, like they were about to run shit. And um, all their backstage stuff that they were doing on being the elite, it, to this day, is fucking, all that shit is still yeah. hilarious. Or if you go back and watch that shit, it's so funny. Uh, Brody Lee beating the shit out of everybody with those fucking papers that you never saw what was in those papers. And Dan, I don't know if you you ever seen them shits, but like he would always be beating John Silver in the face with these fucking yeah yeah. I, had I've a lot of papers bunch, in his hand. I've seen a bunch of those clips. I never watched the full episodes, but they were all over the place when he was alive yeah. because that was the thing to see. And great pick, but with him because he made the television championship. Like he yeah. made he yeah. made it. He made it in that run. It was great. Man, I just, I guess not to go down that deep route, but like, man, so many people are just going so young. Like we were saying today, I don't know if you guys listen to music, but like Takeoff passing away. Then I even read, I forget the guy's name. I feel like an asshole. But one of the Minnesota Vikings, the oldest coaches or one of their assistant coaches, but 38 years old, just died today too. Like, no, I didn't hear nothing about that. Yeah, Adam Schefter reported it. I forget if he still act was active with the team. I was like, God damn, man! So many. People. I didn't want to. I didn't want to run there yet because, yeah, that's the sad ending yeah. to the show. But no, I, I I mentioned Thunder Rosa for Lou Park because that's his girl. But she deserves props in this too, as far as women's wrestling goes, because she helped keep AEW afloat as a loner, technically from the NWA. Yeah, and she was slowly before she signed. And slowly, slowly faded off the NWA's map. Like the NWA, it, it, like to me now, I, I'm done watching them. Understanding more of who Billy Corgan and and, and <laughs> they, they're still they're still running with uh the 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 Fox News, the Fox News hip hop hippo, and 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 they controlled their narrative. That's the part that made me stop with the NWA is the fact that they tried to control their narrative and worked with those losers over there, but mm-hmm. um. But Thunder Rosa, like making her name for herself on the AEW stage and killing. She had you, you know, you've seen her botches slow here and there, but they weren't bad. But you've seen her growth, you've seen her improvement. And the 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 matches that led into the 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 match that she had with uh Britt Baker when everybody was back was just like oh, yeah. every everything culminated into that moment into her winning the championship finally as to me as i called it as like a you earned this but also thank you for getting out helping get our women better during the time that we had nobody around oh shit yo okay i okay this is 11 hours old but i'm just seeing it now um this is actually really big news so GCW, I'm sorry to continue oh, yeah. with the subject. GCW's joined fight. So now you can watch all of GCW's live shows, their whole library, and everything GCW, whatever the fuck that means, for $4.99 a month on the fight app. That's fucking dope, bro. Because I sometimes I want to like check them out, and it's like very hard to like, you know, we have our nefarious ways of watching things which i don't want to elaborate on that but bro 4.99 i'll for sure go in there and check that shit out bro 
That's and, I'll pretty send, good. and I'll send you two fifty a month for the login info. <laughs> hey, we give it up. You're giving up everything live. You gotta keep that on the low. <laughs> but that's that's huge of you. And we can wrap up now because that's huge of you because you were just saying, bro, I can't, I, I don't know if I could do GCW. Yeah, and, and it's cool. And and that's what one of the things I think is beautiful about this show and and one of the reasons I love doing this shit is because, bro, you guys who do tribalists who stick to one thing, man, it's not good, bro. There's so much out there for you to like enjoy. And I know there's limited time for things. I know people got multiple kids and multiple wives or whatever it is yeah. that you, might, you might be doing. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, if you're only watching one product, whether it's Impact, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE, you're really missing out on a lot of things. And then what annoys me is like when somebody joins the big the big show wwe and then all of a sudden somebody's hitting me up like yo who's this person and what what are they about i'm like man come on man you you got the goddamn the same phone you're using to ask me that goddamn question all you gotta do is type it into google and you'll get every goddamn thing you want to see you'll see tremendous matches from all over the world but you won't do it and you know what the crazy part is too it's the laziness behind yeah. it. Because think about it. Like, I've never known how to watch GCW, but I'm one of them. I've said before, like, Anarchy in the Arena, one of my favorite matches I've seen live. That was a bunch of dudes beating the shit out of each other and bleeding. Sounds right up to GCW Alley. I think I will try for $5, essentially pay for a show and watch it. And if I like it, I'll keep it. If not, I won't. It's as simple as giving it a try. People just don't want to try. This is fact. And I, as again... A person who almost uh paid for wow. the year subscription for nwa bro, and that, and i'm I sorry agree. and that includes pay-per-views with that five bucks bro that's tremendous really but we'll we'll look into that further because sometimes like no it's just what i'm, I'm in their thread i'm reading okay it. that's they're, they're making sure to let people know like this is what we mean by that you know every live event wow that's awesome that's a win for them that's dope, bro. That's super dope. Gotta love a we just had the technical difficulty at the end, this is a good place to cap this show off. I unfortunately, I realized I had our QR code for the Starfire podcast up. So if you scroll back and watch it, hit that QR code. My bad. I actually, I actually scanned it. I was like, I want to see what the fuck this is. And I scanned yeah. that shit while we were talking and went and to it, the link. And it worked, right? Yeah, it took me straight to Linktree. Thank you for the la for letting me know that it actually does work <laughs> off a of video. Yeah. Go back, hit that link tree, find everything the Starfire podcast related. I have to throw the wrestling is trash links in there also because number three, there it goes. And while you're there, Lou, you know what to do. Oh yeah. So with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this show. I am your host, Lou, from well, one of your hosts, Trash Boy Numero Dos. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us once again. You know me. I'm the host of the most sporadic podcast of all time, the Everything Podcast. I have a whole ass episode written, and it's been here for two weeks, and I've yet to record it. Hey, you've been grinding at work. You've been grinding at work. Good. Yeah, I'm trying, man, but it's all good. One of these days, I'll get my head out of my ass, and I'll get shit right. But we all love you very much, and thank you for joining us. Uh, you already know. Everything podcast on Instagram. From there, you'll hit my Pico link. Everything is on there for you very easily to access. 
And uh, most importantly, I don't going to spell my name because this is a video now. Y'all been looking at it for an hour and 23 minutes, so you can spell it yourself. Most importantly, follow us on all social media platforms. Now on YouTube, as you can see, Wrestling is Trash. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling is Trash and Twitter at Wrestling the Trash. Share your thoughts. Share your opinions. Come on the show. Just simply ask, can I come on? As long as you're not an a-hole, that's the one rule we pretty much have on this show. As long as you're not an asshole, we're all about you coming on. Thank you guys for listening. And tune in next week when we talk about the Samoan Dynasty.